You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Just like that, the final hour is here. Glad you're with us. Outkick 360 on the Wednesday edition. Coming up in 20 minutes, Clay Travis will join us. Chad, you and I woke up with the same reaction. We were surprised, shocked that Tom Brady retired given what we thought was going to set up another team and another possible Super Bowl run after what he went through last offseason, a 40-day retirement, separating from Giselle, the divorce comes becomes final during the season, but then you also had, uh, he, he left the team in training camp for about 11 yeah. or 12 days. All of that led up to a season that was less than spectacular, and he had the option to go and play elsewhere. And that was just based on the contract status with Tampa Bay. He could have also returned to Tampa Bay based on reports. But instead, we woke up to this video. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Concise and emotional. You can, you can hear that in his voice, even if you're not watching him there. Um, and that, Chad, when I, well, I watched it for the first time, I had to rewatch it, I'm like, this is believable. And on so many different levels, like uh, aside from the fact, do you believe that he's actually retired and he's staying retired? I believe that he actually did that in one take. Oh, I do too. You know, like that, that's the other part of it where I think it comes across very sincere and it takes you behind the scenes a bit of the emotion behind the decision, both last year and immediate in the hearing now with uh, his decision to step away from the game after 23 seasons. And it makes me a little bit sad that we're not going to have Tom Brady yeah. on, on our yeah. TVs on Sunday anymore um, with the length of his career. Mentioned it before, I'll turn 41 in February and this month, and uh, I was in high school when Tom Brady was drafted. So that just goes to show you how long this guy's been a part of our sports lives. So I, I'm, I'm going to miss the guy. That's what I felt watching that video is that it's, it's going to be weird not having – Tom Brady, a part of the sport actively. Now, he's still going to be on our televisions. He's going to mm -hmm. be on Fox Sports. He's going to be around. He's going to be a part of the game, but not the same way, obviously. Now, there was immediate speculation. There's like, oh, is Brady going to join the booth for the Super Bowl? That's been put to rest via multiple reports that it's remaining a two-man booth, and it should. You don't want to throw a three-man booth in for a crew that's worked together uh, the entire season only to you know replace Greg Olson 
with yeah. Tom Brady next year. And Greg Olson's uh, really he's good. He's been very good. He's been very good. And Bur- Burkhart, Burkhart too. Um, yeah. And that was reported. He's going to uh, Brady would be paired with with Burkhart uh, for the number one crew as soon as his career was over, whenever that is. Ten years, three hundred seventy-five million dollars. And uh, Olson has handled it extremely well. And it, you know, I think we all asked the question like, why does why is he agreeing to do this, knowing that he's about to be re- replaced by Brady? Well, view Greg Olson now compared to where we were a year ago uh, in the analysis of the game, I, especially with so much hate uh, for Tony Romo now. Uh, I still, I'm like the one who still enjoys Tony Romo calling do you games. Not, but do you not think that he's different? I don't, I don't think he's different in his uh, love of the game. I think that's, I think that's lo- what makes him different from the milk toast broadcast that no one talks about on the I, I regional think, the regional broadcast. I think his love of the game I've I've always enjoyed, but it's the um he started out as someone who was just he could almost tell the future and would tell you exactly what was going on. Now he's morphed into someone that's not that. Well, I wonder, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Romo's problem. That could be someone telling him, "Hey, back it down. Don't tell us what's coming every single play." He's extremely uh uh, he's a great fortune teller when it comes to that. Yeah, I just think he's gotten worse. In the beginning, I love the guy, and I don't hate him now. I don't think he's awful. It's just different. He's uh, it's it's very different. It's it's a weird sensation watching those games that he's a part of. I think Greg Olson's terrific. He's going to be great as a number two at Fox if if mm-hmm. if he's there. He's going to be great wherever he ends up on television. Uh, now the curiosity shifts towards Tom Brady and what he's going to be like on television calling games. I mean, Hutton, you know, it's just it's a very different discipline yes. between studio to yeah. calling games to everything else. Um, Bobby Carper had a great point. Tom Brady would be a terrific interviewer of of current NFL players and coaches. Well, okay, well, let's go down if this you path. Do that, they do that sit-down with Aaron Andrews yeah. almost every week on Fox. I could see Tom Brady in some of those sitting down, talking – Mm-hmm. To current players, Terry Bradshaw does it occasionally. Jimmy Johnson will do it. Yeah, you do both. Yeah, I yeah, see what you're but saying. doing a little bit of both of those. Um, uh, you know, the question is going to come up: like, is he going to be able to be critical of those in the league immediately? I think absolutely yes, and it's because he's 46, and every quarterback in the playoffs was 29 or younger. I mean, he barely knows the current crop compared to the group that he played with for the ma- the vast majority of his career. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's being asked about Brady saying something about him or LeBron being saying something about him, and his reaction's the same. It's like, they tweeted about me? You know, they're watching? Um, you know, if, if they've interacted with him, it's been post-game briefly. Uh, and, I mean, uh, the the group of, of players now, someone came up to him after the, the Bucks game and was, uh, was a, I believe it was a Cowboys player, uh, final game. Asking for the the jersey, and I should have read into it more. But he was like, "Yeah, that, uh, uh, we can do this later. I'm not doing. Uh, I'm not giving you my jersey. Not today." What a but bold, that was his, what a bold move by a player to ask for his jersey well, right after the game. I, but a, a lot of you know how often that yeah. happens. You know, swap jerseys. He's like, no, not really. Um, and I don't recall Brady ever doing that really. No, on good the for 50. him. Good for but, him not uh, to do that. But he probably knew that was his his last game, and I didn't read into it that way because I thought it was going to be his last game with. Tampa, <laughs> not period. So uh, here's what would shock me is if Brady's not a big part of Super Bowl Sunday on Fox. He's going to do something. 
Oh, he's going to be Super Bowl. He's, he's not gonna, doing the game. He's going to dominate the commercials with 80 for Brady is what he's going to do. Well, I also think that Fox is going to have him there doing something, whether it's on-field, pre-game work, whether it's a pre-produced segment, whether it's something. I'd be surprised if he's not with the contract he signed with Fox. I'm going to be shocked if he's not doing something for that five-hour pregame well, I, up to the Super Bowl. My, my guess would be it's the it, – his first interview is going to be in his own podcast next week with Jim Gray. And if you haven't listened to the Let's Go podcast, absolutely listen to that. It, it is, if you want to know what he's going to be like in the booth, listen to him. He, he has a whole uh, segment this past week on NFL rules changes and how he thinks it could implement the speed of the game, speed of review, and the mechanics of is this play reviewable or not. Um, and it, it makes sense. Is it implementable? Can you implement this in you know an off season? I don't know. It takes too many votes probably to get it done. Uh, but check that out. But also, like aside from that, I think the way to use him is he does the interview with someone about why now and the entire past twelve to eighteen months, um, which is a side that other than cameras behind the scenes, we haven't really seen all that much of through unless it's a social media post or it's through like a TMZ article. Right, like on who's who's moving next door to who, yeah, and where are the kids living? Um, that's how I would present the first on-camera feel of Brady with Fox, personally, with Fox Sports and the Super Bowl. I coverage. mean, I'm doing a lot. I mean, you've got 24-hour <laughs> pregame show. You know, that's what so. I'm saying. Like, I'm doing a lot. I'm not I, yes to what you're saying, but I'm doing it all. I want him there on the field with the the Fox NFL Sunday crew doing a segment doing something with them, talking about the game. I want that full interview with Aaron Andrews or whoever leading into him on the field. And then, hey, welcome our new Fox teammate, Tom Brady. And then he you know, talks about the game and leaves. Now, it's all about what he's uh, going to agree to also. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he wants to be around it or be out on site. But, I mean, I, if I'm Fox Sports, I absolutely want Tom Brady to be front and center all day on Super Bowl Sunday. You've got a good five to seven hours of pregame coverage you're going to have that day. Plenty of opportunities to feature Tom Brady. I think we'll see him. And you're going to see about 80 commercials for the preview of 80 for Brady. So my sister is taking my aunt on opening night to watch 80 for Brady. My aunt requested this. Okay. My aunt Mitzi, who's probably watching this right now, watches us every day. Uh, wants to see this movie. I say that to say I finally found... We should have her review it. I found the Target demo. We should have her review right? it. Right? Like, this yeah. is the Target demo is my Aunt Mitzi and her friends. My 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 sister doesn't even want to see it, but she's taking her because she wanted to go on, on opening night to 80 for Brady. Um, I will say it again. I've gone on record before. This looks like the worst movie in the history of film, and I will not be seeing it. But I, well, I'll be happy to get Aunt Mitzi on the show. To give us a review of 85. About to see him on all the red carpets with uh, the the new film, the Academy Award winning film. <laughs> I saw a. Um, I'm not even joking here. I saw an Outkick story pop up that it said one of Brady's co-stars referred to his acting abilities as Jimmy Stewart like, and then said that he has a future in in movies and acting if he wants it. Oh, well, great. I mean, what, was it Jane Fonda? I don't know. One of these women on the one screen of them, right one now. One of them said that they uh, nearly fainted. Sally so. Field. 
Jane Fonda's hair in this film just horrifically bad. Got to be a wig. Lily Tomlin. And then uh, the woman from uh, West Side Story, Rita Marino, is the other one. Uh, I think it's just uh, possibly age. Look at my knowledge of uh, aging uh, actresses. Chad, the ageist. (laughs) I'm the opposite. I knew every one of that. I celebrate their entire catalog. Except for that hair, apparently. Uh, The hair is bad. She probably... I think it's a, a character choice. She probably knows it's bad. Chad, uh, yesterday, as I was leaving the show, I uh, was not chilled like you. Yep. Uh, we were discussing the Fox Sports and NFL uh, on Fox and the pregame. You're going to hear a lot of voices here. Um, I was discussing with our crew uh, how long before we hear Sean Payton you know, saddle up with the let's ride, Broncos country, let's ride. Well, in fact, that has happened during the season. And you'll hear multiple voices here, Howie Long, Michael Strahan, it ends with Sean Payton, who treats this catchphrase much like Chad and I would. Fox NFL, let's ride. <laughs> That's all you need for me to be laughing at that. Fox NFL Sunday, let's ride. Fox NFL, let's ride. Fox NFL, let's ride. <laughs> Just the, the abrupt, let's ride. Fox NFL, let's ride. That's great. Time to get to work, Russell. Now we need the the Russell Wilson next to Sean Payton. Oh, and then a montage of all the college quarterbacks that were doing this for their photo shoots. Well, the that let's ride from Sean Payton was very similar to Russell Wilson's let's ride let's ride after the loss. Remember when he said it like oh, he yeah. was almost ashamed to say it. <laughs> but he has to. Th- thank you guys. Let's ride. It's on the script, Chad. Well, the he, NFL is rigged crowd. That's scripted. He has to say it. Remember, that. he was a, done at the podium answering questions, and he ended with, That's right. thank you guys for all your hard work. Broncos country, let's ride. And he just walked away after an awful loss. Tough year for old Russell Wilson. Uh, no doubt. Um, coming up, Clay Travis. But first, the, the story from TMZ involving the Eagles 10 days before kickoff of the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills uh, indicted on rape and kidnapping charges just 11 days before the Eagles will face off against the Chiefs. Uh, according to prosecutors in Ohio, the charges stem from an incident that happened in, um, in Ohio back in 2019. And, I mean, the, the details are available. You can see this at Outkick uh, as well as TMZ. But uh, he has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he's getting paid, but doesn't, he's not a part of uh, the Eagles organization based on that status. And he'll remain there until... Goodell removes him uh, from the exempt list, reinstates him, or uh, something happens with this legal process. Uh, but uh, the Eagles released a statement saying what you would expect. The organization is aware of the legal matter involving Josh Seals. We've been in communication with the league office. We're in the process of gathering more information. We have no further comment at this time. That from the Eagles with their backup O-lineman. Um, quickly to yes. a lighter note. Yes. We'll, we'll transition quickly from that to something lighter. Um, Alan in the YouTube chat says, Alan, what does the 80 stand for in 80 for Brady? And, uh, I had to respond and say, it's one of the ladies 80th birthdays. This, these are important oh. plot points, Hutton to 80 for Brady. It can that title can be confusing. Is it 80 people? What, what's the 80 mean? I think they're the traveling. 80, aren't they traveling? Is it, they're, they're traveling tra- to the Super Bowl for, I believe Jane Fonda's 80th birth, her character. Don't know her character's name, her 80th birthday. Chad, a prediction. Watch. Jane Fonda will interview Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. Um, oh, 
You think so? Yeah, I'm just, Are, I mean, you, the, all that, of this is promotion for the movie. Anything he does. Do you think that... Gronk included. Like, I think Super Bowl, I think of the next Marvel movie is going to debut their trailer. I don't think 80 for Brady is going to be that hyped up. Do we think the studio is going to spend that much money to hype this thing up the Super Bowl? Maybe. How, how much is Fox paying Brady? $375 million. Where's the Super Bowl this Brady year? Brady is a producer on this, right? So he's probably getting a back-end cut. <laughs> I mean... I, I think we are going to be we're going to see the film even if we don't if we don't want to see the film. That's my prediction. What if they do a one night only? It's a e- movie, sorry, e- not a film. Even before it comes out in theaters, <laughs> what if they do a one night only airing of it on Fox right after the game? We're going to show you eighty for Brady in its entirety <laughs> right after the Super Bowl. Commercial ends. free. Oh, uh, Clay Travis joins us. We hit the big headlines. We compared the Brady brand and what it could become to a crazy figure involving the Jordan brand just over the last five years. We'll talk goats next on Outkick 360. Discussing Tom Brady's retirement, Sean Payton's arrival with the Denver Broncos, the Jordan brand, the WNBA, and and more. Clay Travis joins us. We'll talk about it all. Outkick 360. Uh, Chad, how did you find out about Brady's retirement? So, Clay, Clay's going to love this. So, Clay, this morning, I'm, I'm... Dying with a stomach bug that one of my daughters brought home from school. Uh, I'm in bed. It's about 9 a.m. probably, trying to sleep in, sleep through the sickness. My wife opens the door to the guest room that I'm sleeping in because I'm sick. Don't want to be around anyone. Yes. And she says, I think that you should know that Tom Brady retired because I'm watching Fox News and Clay is on Fox (laughs) News right now talking about Tom Brady's retirement. I just thought you should know. And I kind of said that incoherently, oh, great, thanks. Appreciate it. That's when I went and saw the announcement. Clay, I was shocked uh, when I heard the news that Tom Brady was retiring. What was your first reaction? I was surprised. Um, you know, I woke up uh, and, uh, and saw the video and saw uh, what everybody wanted to talk about on the, the television hit that I did this morning. And I, I mean, I may have said it on your show. Certainly, I've said it on my shows and uh, a variety of places. I thought Tom Brady getting divorced made it more likely that he would, um, you know, that he would decide going forward uh, to continue to play football. Because to me, uh, the divorce, in my mind, is such a major life change and it seemed to be connected to his decision to play football in the first place. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. We're not in the marriage. But I just thought it was unlikely that he'd come back for one year, get divorced, and then decide, hey, I'm done with everything. Um, so I thought he'd continue to play. I didn't think he played poorly this year. Uh, certainly the, 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 uh, the team did not have a good year. Uh, but they still won the division, um, and Brady still posted okay numbers. So uh, it, it's not like he completely fell apart or – in the Peyton Manning context, clearly had nothing really left from a health perspective. I think Brady could have continued to play, and I thought he would. And it changes the trajectory, it has to, of a couple of organizations that thought they could be in the mix, right? Um, namely, the 49ers, the Raiders, the Buccaneers. I mean, there's a, there's a big list of them, but the top three, in, according to Vegas, and the odds of where he would land, those are the three teams that now have to go a different path. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I thought he would go to the, the Dolphins. That was my, uh, that was my best bet. Um, you know, they still have two under the rookie contract, but he's not costing a lot of money. And maybe partly this was about how Brady made his decision. I mean, we don't know what kind of behind-the-scenes conversations he might have had, what teams may have expressed interest in him uh, as, a, uh, as a free agent going forward. Maybe he wasn't enamored of his options. Maybe he truly did uh, just decide during the course of the year, you know, this thing has played itself out, uh, and, uh, and, he, and he was ready to go. His parents were on the field for that final game, the loss uh, in the playoffs that, uh, that, that they had against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and maybe uh, that was the moment when Brady knew. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't say that I was not surprised by the choice. I heard the discussion of the greatest goat, Jordan or Brady, in terms of how you define it, regardless of sport. Uh, I'll ask it this way, Clay: the Brady brand and where it's where it's headed, can it reach Jordan brand status, which is insane to look at from the minute by minute calculations of what Nike has earned just over the last five years? I saw your tweet where they have made ten thousand dollars every minute which equals $19 billion off the Jordan brand over the last five years? I don't think so, because I, I think not only did Jordan um, hit as a, and, and I think that's, I mean, such a fascinating business story. Um, and I, I think they're making a movie with Matt Damon and, uh, and Ben Affleck yep. about how Jordan ended up with Nike instead of Adidas, which I would be really intrigued to watch. I, uh, yeah. uh, Phil Knight wrote a book that I thought was really, really good called Shoe Dog, um, which is about, uh, uh, you know, his memoir of founding Nike and involves some of his relationship with Jordan and, uh, and those aspects. It's just an incredible book. Um, but, uh, but when you look at, uh, at that era, athletes had not really become brands yet. So there was less competition to create a brand, the Air Jordan brand. Um, you know, now there's 20 different NBA players probably who have shoe deals and I'm guessing it's 20. I don't know what the actual number is, but it's just harder to cut through the noise. And, uh, as good as Tom Brady was, and I do think that's a fun debate about the greatest team sport athlete. And to me, the greatest two team sport athletes for the last 40 years, at least are Brady and, uh, and, uh, and Jordan. I, I just think there's too much noise to, for an athlete to cut through and uh and create a brand i mean one of the stats that i had in my last book uh republicans buy sneakers too which is obviously a jordan quote um but jordan's shoes outsell every current nba players shoes combined which is it, it really kind of a radical thing and, yeah. and i don't think many people know that that data point the air jordan brand michael Jordan's shoes outsells every single other current NBA players shoes combined. So no, I don't think Brady can, uh, can build an iconic brand on the same degree that Jordan can, but I don't think it's not because uh, it's because of some failure of branding on his behalf. I think the marketplace is just far more competitive now than it was uh, then. 
Clay, I was um, uh, just scrolling through websites earlier, and I know Outkick's got a story about this, but I was shocked to see a big breaking news tab in the entire website about uh, Brianna Stewart leaving the storm for the Liberty, and there was a new big three in New York. I knew this caught your eye also. On a day that Tom Brady retired, apparently with ESPN, the biggest story is a WNBA free agency signing. Yeah, I don't know any WNBA players, really. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I know women's tennis players. Uh, I know women's soccer players. Um, you know, th- there are, and certainly I know, you know, gymnasts and things like that. I, I just think there's been a desperate desire to make people care about the WNBA. And I just don't think it's worked. Um, so, yeah, I don't know those women. I, I don't know. I don't know how many WNBA teams there are. The story that I saw most recently that was getting a lot of play in the WNBA was, oh, it's really unfair that the WNBA players have to fly commercial. <laughs> and I couldn't help but laugh. Like, why is that unfair? Uh, you know, I actually, uh, and this is no joke, you were talking about how sick you felt. Um, I, the sickest I've been, knock on wood, uh, knock on wood here, I'm sitting at my, uh, my desk, um, in the last decade probably, I was out in L.A., and I thought I was going to die. I had a really bad stomach bug. And this has probably been, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Fortunately, I haven't been really sick much in the last you know decade plus. Um, and I had to fly from L.A. to, uh, to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. And I don't remember what year it was. But Alabama was playing Missouri. Uh, that's the year that the uh, of the SEC championship game, and I I legitimately thought I was going to die. I mean, I really did feel like I was going to die. I changed my flight already. This was like the last flight I could take from LA to Atlanta. It's a long flight, and I'm sitting at the gate waiting to get on. And the entire U.S. women's soccer team is also on my flight. In coach, we were all in coach together. And I was, it was a monster plane, uh, you know, like one of those overseas jet style planes yeah. where it has like three, you know, double rows. Uh, I don't even know it's seven, whatever bigger than a 747 is, but it has one side, uh, then a, then a, uh, lane middle section, like five, six seats, whatever it is. And then the other side. And I was in coach near the back of the plane <laughs> in the dead middle of the middle section. Right. So there were like three people on either side of me and I sat down and I legitimately thought I'm going to die on this airplane flight. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and it's the worst airplane flight of my life. It's the only time I've been sick in the last decade, but if you've ever had to travel when you're sick, I, I would have paid like an inordinate amount in cash just to be at home in my own bed, covered up, like just, I just remember sitting there thinking like, what dollars would I pay right now to just be able to snap my fingers and be home underneath the covers in my bed? Uh, But my point on tying this all in is the U.S. women's soccer team was with me flying coach for some reason, I guess maybe they had an exhibition or something uh, from, uh, from LA to, uh, to Atlanta. And it actually made me like them more. Because I was like, oh, you know, these girls are not super divas. They're traveling uh, like normal people would. So when you complain, I can't believe we have to fly on a regular airplane. It doesn't make me think, oh, you poor person. It makes me think, yeah, you're kind of a diva. 
especially when your league loses money and people don't really care about it, despite the fact that they've been beaten over the head with the league for the last 25 years about how amazing it is and how much they should care. Well, when you have uh, the network champion everything you do, you might as well ask for everything. I mean, uh, if they think that's bad, uh, Clay, try traveling with the Nashville Cats at 5.30 in the morning with Little Richard getting on the flight first. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I when I was at uh, most college teams don't travel. Uh, I mean, a lot of them, yeah. like college basketball teams, travel, travel commercial, right? Because it's way easier to travel commercial with that size than it is, you know, a full football team or something. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, you get to make a living as an athlete and that living is effectively being subsidized by the NBA itself because your, your sport has never really turned a profit. I just, I don't feel like you're being mistreated by the larger American, uh, sports ecosystem. Did the Broncos get it right? And I, I ask it a different way. Is Sean Payton worth it in the coaching search process that the Broncos went through? Yeah, what did he get? Like $85 million? I mean, to me, and I said this earlier, you're just doubling down on the fact that Russell Wilson's the right quarterback for the Broncos. And they may not have any other choice because they've already invested whatever it is, $200 million in the idea that Russell Wilson can be an elite quarterback. Um, and if Russell Wilson can't be an elite quarterback for Sean Payton, I think the Broncos just have to throw their hands up and say, nobody can get him fixed. So I expected for Sean Payton to end up uh, in Denver. This is one that, that I got right in terms of my prediction at the end of the season, unlike Brady, who I expected to play. Um, to me, Denver made the most sense because remember the debate that was most common for Brady in his career first was Brady versus Manning. Uh, second was, hey, who's more responsible for the Patriot dynasty? Is it Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? And since Brady left uh, the Patriots, he's won two division titles, a Super Bowl, and gone to the playoff three straight years. And the Patriots have fallen back into mediocrity. And that's because the quarterback matters more than the head coach, no matter how good the head coach is. So what Sean Payton is wagering, uh, in addition to what the Broncos are wagering with the money that they are spending, is that he's going to be able to fix Russell Wilson. And if he is, and if he is, uh, is able to do that, then it's money well spent. And I think it's a tacit admission from Sean Payton that the quarterback position matters a great deal. And he thinks he can do with Russell Wilson some of the things that he did with Drew Brees. Clay, I'm convinced that Stetson Bennett doesn't want to play in the NFL. At the very least, doesn't care whether or not he plays in the NFL. He hasn't signed with an agent. He turned down an opportunity to go to the Senior Bowl. Instead, he goes to Dallas, ends up getting arrested for public intoxication. I think Stetson Bennett is perfectly fine being two-time national champion quarterback at Georgia, Stetson Bennett, and making a living off that the rest of his career. What do you think? I don't. I think he probably thinks that he has a future in the NFL because I don't think you could be as competitive as he is. I mean, everybody said, hey, you could never play college football. And he was so competitive and so driven that he was willing to do whatever it took to become a college football quarterback. I think that Stetson Bennett, likely, as many kids who grow up in the South do, dreamed as much or more about playing college football than he did the NFL. So I think he's already achieved his wildest dreams 
I doubt that he sat around a lot thinking about winning the Super Bowl. I bet that he thought a lot more about winning the SEC and winning a national championship with Georgia. Um, and so when you achieve your wildest dreams, I think he's probably, first of all, having an incredible time celebrating, uh, but also uh, starting to come to grips with the fact that he's, uh, he's got to prove himself all over again in the NFL uh, as an undersized quarterback. And uh, we'll see whether or not he's capable of doing that and whether he has a chance. But I think just the competitor in him wants to prove that he can do it in the NFL too. So no, I don't think that he, that he want, that he's happy with his career being over. Um, I think he wants to prove that he can do it in the NFL, just like he proved that he can do it in college. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that's what uh, the next step in his, uh, in his evolution is about. Bill O'Brien now with the new England Patriots. And then the story comes out that Washington offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb just turned down Alabama after meeting Nick Saban. I had to click on that, Clay, um, because a one or two years under Saban means a great deal to any coach, uh, no matter if you're rehabilitating, quote-unquote, as we would call it, or if you're trying to be the up-and-coming uh, next, co- next coordinator that everyone talks about, and especially if you're at Washington, right? Uh, to me, no matter the relationship, it'd be extremely hard to turn down the offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um... You know, it, 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 it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting dynamic. I, I'm, uh, you know, making this analogy for a while, but for people out there who are uh, Harry Potter fans, the uh, you know coordinator positions for Nick Saban are like, uh, and, and I don't know what percentage of people even get this, but uh, the dark arts uh, defense against the dark arts teachers in Harry Potter, uh, meaning every year it's like he redo- redoes everything because. Uh, and needs a new coach, just like they needed a new teacher in that uh, Harry Potter uh, world. Saban is Alabama football. And what Nick Saban has demonstrated time after time is he's going to find good coordinators and he's going to give them an opportunity to coach probably the most talented teams in all of college football. And he has a system in place and he knows how it runs. And if you come and he plugs you in, he will allow you to go to bigger and better things. I don't think there's hardly any offensive or defensive coordinator in Nick Saban's career almost who has ended up the next job that they take is worse than the one that they got. But the bargaining system that you undertake there is it's probably going to be hellish because Nick Saban is not necessarily a guy who is, uh, who is willing to suffer fools lightly. Um, and so uh, sometimes I think guys make the decision not to take that job because it's here's a piece of life advice I would give to people out there. If you're taking a job because you think I'm not going to have this job very long, but I'm going to go get another job, I think it's probably a poor career choice uh, because it's hard to do a really good job at a job you don't love. 
Um, and so, you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to advance. And certainly, look, if you're a coordinator in college football, it's no great secret that your goal is to be a head coach, right? You right. want to either return to being a head coach again, or you want to be a head coach. There's nothing wrong with that ambition. But my advice would be if you're going somewhere just to try to go somewhere else, it's probably going to be challenging there. And I wonder whether some coaches that turn down that job are doing it for that reason. I think you need to want the job that you're going to, not looking at it as a stepping stone, because, you know, sometimes that can be uh, that can be a mess um, if uh, if you're thinking about the next job before you got the first job. Clay, as we wrap up, I'm I'm here to report that Withrow now has TSA PreCheck. I traveled with him last week, so next Tuesday when I'm we all depart, when we all depart together, we will be a seamless. Process. I don't have TSA. Wow. I don't have TSA PreCheck. Whoa. I have uh, I have Southwest A boarding group, and <laughs> usually the lines are super short. Uh, you know, I have the whatever it is first class for Southwest perpetual A boarding. So I can walk right through. That's basically like having a first-class ticket every time. And where we are in Nashville, for people who don't know, it's essentially a Southwest hub. So if you want a nonstop yeah. direct flight somewhere, chances are you're going to be on uh, you're going to be on Southwest. But I'm looking forward on Tuesday uh, to uh, to heading out to what will be a Fox Super Bowl um, and being out there for uh, a week to see uh, to see exactly how that goes. It's going to be fun. We'll see you on the uh, the Southwest flight. You will be boarding the plane before I will, Clay, but I will be going through security quicker. So <laughs> six and one, half dozen the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I At some point, we'll maybe get the, the, the pre-check, but it's a combination of the A boarding group, and then I've also got all the kids, and they don't have pre-check. So I'm like, ah, this is just not – This has, it hasn't been worth it to my time to, to be concerned about it. Basically, Clay has hot girl privilege when it comes to Southwest Airlines. Yeah, but excuse me, Mr. Travis, uh, p- please, all active or retired service members and Clay Travis, come on up on the flight right now on Southwest. I, I honestly think that the pilot should come out and shake my hand every uh, every flight based on how many Southwest flights I've been on. Like uh, like uh, back, back in Up in the Air, I think, if that was the uh, – if that was the movie where the Sam Elliott character comes out and shakes like George Clooney's hand yes. um, because he's flown the airline so many times. Um, yeah, I've got 2 million Southwest points right now, which I don't imagine very many people reach. No, it was a, I, I was happy to get 100,000. It's so. impressive, Clay. Yeah, well done, Clay. It's we'll enough, see you on Tuesday. Another plaque headed yeah. your way from Southwest. All right, I'll see you guys yeah, Tuesday. Man. Sounds good. Clay Travis with us each Wednesday. And uh, yeah, next week, We'll be out in Glendale for Super Bowl 57. I'm shocked that Clay's going to be back in steerage with Jack Dawson uh, boarding the Titanic, and I'm going to be in TSA pre-check. I really thought he'd have that TSA pre-check by now. I, I assumed it was, he was like grandfathered in. Well, here's what I've noted, noted about TSA pre-check is that more and more people are doing it, mm-hmm. so at times that can be as long as the normal security line. Not often. No, no. It, Not it, often it's because never, it moves it's so never, much faster. It's never, yeah. You don't have to remove anything. Yeah, it goes so much Throw faster. Throw your bag down, walk through, go about your day. Yep. Um, hit us up with your thoughts, by the way, at Outkick360. 